Lovers, and welcome back to Top Shelf Disney Animation Studios Library, the podcast where we watch all these great classic Disney animation films. Okay, hold on, let me go back. Not all great <laughs> classics. Right, right, yeah, yeah. As more than likely what today's episode will eventually reveal, uh, not all of them are great classics. Anyways, we'll get to that momentarily. I am Jeff, TC, the one who's already chimed in there. TC Hi. Is, is there. Hi, TC. Hi, how you doing? Hi, Jeff. Oh, you know, I'm doodle, I'm doodly 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 okay there, Jimmy. Woohoo! Yeah! I, uh, no, 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 TC, <laughs> I am surprised you didn't make like 25 puns, uh, references to other pieces of works, or fart and poop jokes in Je- that first Jeff, 30 Jeff, seconds. Jeff, Jeff, that, that would start this podcast out as an utter disaster if I were oh. to just... Okay, Boy, so you wrang- you that, you just wrangled in a real good pun there, didn't you? Oh yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm 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 I've I'm I'm off the reservation here. Uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna check off all these puns real quick. I just got this great l- no. <laughs> but you know what? Yeah. You see, the amount of puns that we have just done is still mm-hmm. nowhere near the amount of horrendous jokes and puns that this movie decided oh, to do. Boy. What did we watch today? <laughs> We've watched the 2004. Uh, Animated piece of thing called film. Film. Yeah. film. I w- see. I didn't even want to give it the credit to be a film. That's the thing. <laughs> I don't even think this is a film. I think this is a cruel joke. Whoa, but the 2004 boy. entertainment movie, quote unquote, uh, Home <laughs> on the Range. <laughs> let's just pull. Let's just pull back the curtain here for a moment here. Okay. So, folks, normally the way we start these episodes, Jeff and I will just, hey, how you doing? We'll, we'll have a little brief chat before we, before just to kind of get to get the energy going that we're gonna need to to record with each other. It it helps with with the fact that we're not in the same room. It just gets us. It gets our timing like you know. It gets that energy up, right, Jeff? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. I I, I connect this call yodeling. <laughs> I, typically, I'm 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 doing something to get. Jeff Jeff's attention to start this out. So he, yep. you connected to me yep. going, yodly, 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 and you just go, we need to start right now. <laughs> <laughs> now, keep in mind, keep in mind, I generally watch these movies a day in advance. I usually mm-hmm. watch them. Uh, so we, so as Evans, by the way, when we post on the Facebook, we usually record these episodes on Mondays, uh, mm-hmm. Monday evenings. Uh, I usually watch the movie. If I try to, it'll be sometimes Sunday in the morning, if not in the morning in the evening. So I have mm-hmm. a good 24 hours away from the movie. I, I like to do that so that way I can have some time to let the movie kind of settle in. Uh, right, so I'm right. not making any real, you know, I'm not, I'm not jumping to conclusions. Basically, no, no, no snap judgments for you. Yeah, right. Because I've definitely been victim of seeing a movie and coming out of it uh, just off the cuff, being like, "Oh, worst movie ever," but then going back and watching <laughs> it and realizing, "No, not actually that bad." I, uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm typically the reverse, where like I'll walk out of a movie and be like, <laughs> and then it usually takes like two or three people to point out fallacies, where I'm going, "Oh yeah." oh yeah that was bad i forgot uh but yeah definitely this movie man okay tc i just yeah yeah i i'm gonna say this right now everybody because i am not Mm -hmm. gonna hide it this movie was absolute or as you could say (laughs) utter crap (laughs) so jeff of all the movies we've watched uh, this (laughs) 10 this movie is 10 we don't have 10 on this number on this list list yet. yet This is oh, ten. Boy. <laughs> so you, this was your first time experiencing this film. It was correct. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I, I've I've seen this movie once before. I didn't see it in theaters. I just watched it on video or, or whatnot uh, a few years back. Okay. And 
and I had I had a, 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 a pretty much the same reaction that you're having now. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and uh, going into it for this one, I didn't want to just go in and be like, "All right, let's rail on this thing. Let's yeah. let's really give this." But but going into it with with uh, like okay, the original going into it, I had no preconceived notions. I didn't know what I was getting myself into, and right. so I reacted very similarly to how you're reacting now. Going in this second time. Knowing and and kind of kind of remembering a, a fair amount, just little things here and there. <sighs> <laughs> did, did did the opinion change? Did it get worse? What is uh, it's what, it's it developed? Okay, because okay. like I just had a I just had my reaction to the first one or the first time viewing it. This time now sitting down and being able to like really scrutinize the film. Mm-hmm. And I didn't go in expect. I didn't go in like I'm gonna. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna hate this thing. I went in like okay, maybe I was wrong. I, I wasn't wrong. <laughs> no, you're not. Because you yeah. know what, CC. Oh, you know boy. what this movie is. This is mm-hmm. not a Disney movie. This is a DreamWorks movie. Okay. I, you know you are. You are. You're not wrong. Okay. It is worth mentioning. We've we've been building up to this. Okay. We've been building right. up to this. We're in. I think this of. Officially, we can dub that we are in the second dark age. Like it's right. it's always kind of fuzzy depending on the quality of a film, like where exactly we fall. And it's been this it's been this transition out of the Renaissance. And the Renaissance had its peak and then dropped off. And then we've we've hit this new era with uh, Treasure Planet and uh, last week watched Brother Bear, um, Lilo and Stitch, like. Uh, um, Atlantis. We're in this really experimental stage. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, before Brother Bear, I'd say we were definitely in this really neat experimental phase, uh, and then Brother Bear was this attempt to try to get back to to, to form at least. You are right on the money that this it thinks it's a DreamWorks movie because, like, this movie feels so much like it's trying to play catch up it's trying to compete this is no longer the innovation that disney has done technically or narratively it's not taking the risks that we we got a we got a nice little run of risks with atlantis and lilo and stitch and treasure planet this movie is laughable and not in not not because it's a comedy but because right. this is so trying to compete with Everything else that was out there. We are two minutes into this movie, and then we have uh, we have your main character voiced by Roseanne Barr. The fact that she's voiced, voiced by Roseanne doesn't. I don't care. I watched Roseanne growing up. I was I'm right, used right. to that type of that humor and all that. But this mm-hmm. is a Disney animated film. We are two minutes in. She shows up. You see that she has udders, and her line of "Yeah, they're real." So quit staring. Yep, that's uh, two minutes into the movie. Her first line, her first line is the reason this is a PG movie, right? Like that's that's, this would have been G. (laughs) It weren't for her first line. No, no, it wouldn't have been G because there's pistols in it. But still, that's not how you start. It's still still, that's not how you start off a Disney movie. And 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 like there's there's poop jokes in it. There's mm-hmm. there's a cross dressing joke when they're yeah. in the saloon <laughs> that like right. the, the 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 dancer like falls in the lap of the guy and the, his wig falls off and he goes son and like it's a guy that's doing <laughs> like like what it's, what it's, is this it, Yeah, it, it the year before this movie came out, 2003, uh-huh. Finding Nemo came out and. Pixar has had a much shorter, it has a much smaller library, 
but the quality of Pixar films is something to achieve. It is something. It is the it is the benchmark of animation because mm-hmm. they 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 Pixar and, and I won't go on a huge like uh, uh, a praising of Pixar, but Pixar crafts cinema in a majority of their films, and Finding Nemo is is a beautiful gorgeous story that's beautifully and gorgeously uh, animated it's it's some of the peak of cg we'd seen at this at this point that was the year before 2004 the year that home on the range came out we had uh just just animated we had shrek 2 uh-huh. oh, <laughs> okay yeah uh we ha- <laughs> you want you want fart jokes jeff let me tell you i know <laughs> uh, we and, and and also from dreamworks we had shark's tail which was their uh their attempt at finding nemo right mm-hmm. uh, again if you want fart jokes um <laughs> Uh, for family movies competing around the same time that home around the range came out this is this is film like this uh, this is another uh, a nail in the coffin of 2D animation the fact that it can't compete with the other animated movies that were coming out cuz shark tale the fact that it's a terrible film doesn't matter it made way more than home on the range shrek 2 is a, was is still one of the highest grossing movies of all time and the other family movies that came out in this summer spider-man 2 which would, is the freaking pinnacle of, of, of comic book superhero movies at the time. Uh-huh. And Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, which is arguably the best Harry Potter. Yeah. And, and Pixar released the freaking Incredibles that summer. Home on the Range is out of its league in, yeah. just, in, the, in the other options that are available. If there was ever, a, like, I mean, obviously, and we discussed this before, like, we knew that Disney had, or you, you could see that Disney was already moving away from the hand-drawn animation, mm-hmm, but if mm-hmm. there was ever a final coffin, or a final nail in the coffin that needed yeah. to be, it's just like, look what came out, and look what was so yeah. hugely successful compared to whatever this was, you yeah. know? <laughs> this, the, oh. the, this is important, though. We we need this, okay? We need we need this era of Disney animated movies that we are clearly in in up to our necks in right now, and we'll continue right. for the next couple of films as they they try to refine themselves. This refined themselves and refine themselves. Sure, that's fine. Um, <laughs> this is important. We need we needed this to happen because much like the original Dark Age. And it's the Xerox age, if you really want to break it down to what affected Disney's quality for so long. Because mm-hmm. Walt was still alive when we were entering into the Xerox phase, and that, that affected the general animation quality of a film. But it's because of that dark age that we got the Renaissance. And the this second era that we're in now, the uh, second dark age we're in now, with, with some of these financial failures, some of these creative failures and narrative failures casting failures yeah uh, this is important we need this because disney needs to make a comeback that's that is something that this library if it's proven anything is that disney is got some of the best comeback stories in the industry i know that's true it's, you know it's not the most inspiring thing to watch a company that makes billions of dollars and call them the <laughs> underdog but they are they are shooting themselves in the foot with some of their choices here this movie takes no chances it's no. it is it, it feels so lazy and, and what's insane is some of the original ideas that they wanted to do with this film would have been great I, the, the 
seriously, what one of the the original concepts was the Pied Piper. They wanted there's right. obviously a little bit of Pied Piper in here, uh, but Eisner turned that down because he said parents are gonna, aren't going to want to take their children to a movie where kids are murdered. Uh, going going off the original Pied Piper. So that's, I'm that's sorry, fine. did we see Pinocchio back in the day? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Eisner was right to, to yeah. balk on that one, to pass on that one. I agree with that. The, the, the idea that they passed on that was was crazy of them to pass on is that the protagonist of this of the original concept was going to be deaf, a deaf cow, and, and the hero couldn't hear the yodeling, couldn't hear the music that drives all the other cows away. To have a disabled character in a deaf character, that, that would have been so neat and empowering towards people of, of uh, that are handicapped. Uh, and totally something Pixar would have done if they had been given this. this. Oh, hey, absolutely. Ma- we want you to do this. Cool. Main character will be deaf. You'll be crying within 15 minutes. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> Instead, we got... This <laughs> we got we got this 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 what is it? It's like it's an hour and seventeen minute movie that is not a kids movie. There's more. This is more Who's of this an for? adult. I don't know because that's the for? thing that drives me crazy. Based upon the jokes that are in it, uh, sorry, I use that term very loosely. <laughs> uh, the attempt at jokes that are in it, uh, the fact that we have now moved our eighties actor. To, mm-hmm. Which usually is the sidekick comic sidekick, relief yep, to yep. the main character in the film, Ugh. which yeah. Yeah, already that was your mistake. But just mm. the, those those some, like they do the they do the uh, rhinestone fat boy. <laughs> She's like, okay, rhinestone fat boy. I'm like, first off, no kid is gonna understand that reference <laughs> at all. And I understand a lot of kids' films have. You know, jokes for the adults. They have those sure, references sure, sure. so that way the adults can enjoy themselves too when they're watching it. But that's fine. But you can't have your entire movie be the adult reference attempts at references and jokes and not have anything for the kids and still claim you're a kid movie. <laughs> well, it, it, we're hitting this this uh, a problem we have seen before. In many of the films we've watched here, it's always the tonal contradiction. Like not yeah. having a clear vision, not having a clear tone. Uh, there's six story uh, people credited for the story in here. We've seen a d- half dozen people credited for stories before, but this really shows because there's so much going on in this movie. Right? There are there. How many characters are in this movie? Like yeah. named characters. Well, because what do you have? What do you have? You have the three main cows. You have Rico. You have Pearl, the farm lady. Mm-hmm. You have the sheriff. You have mm-hmm. Jack Rabbit. Yep. You have uh, what the else? Goat. Do you have? The goat. The dog. You got the oh my god! The dog. Yep. I forgot about the yep. dog. Uh, uh, the, the horse. Oh, the other horse. The one that's voiced yep. by uh, uh, Patrick Warburton. Warburton. No, no, no. no. R- oh, Rico's oh, sorry, horse. sorry, Bill. Sorry, or, Rico's horse. I forgot yeah. the, the main yeah. horse done by Cuba Gooding Jr. That's yeah. right. Um, uh, you have the 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 main baddie, the villain, the Pied Piper a- guy. A- Alameda Slim, yeah. Alameda yeah. Slim. You have the three henchmen, mm-hmm, the, the something mm-hmm. brothers that, oh man, don't even get me started on those guys. <laughs> What's the, okay, if you can't have one good, okay, why, 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 who thought it was a good idea to take the one annoying villain or sidekick and just make triplets of the exact <laughs> same person? Like, well, I there's get, a lot. Yeah, I guess Scar had the three hyenas, but at least they were three different personalities. Personalities. <laughs> <laughs> they keep introducing characters. Where I, I wrote down a note, like too many characters were at the 20-minute mark, and they're still introducing 
they introduce yeah. uh, Rico at the 20 minute mark. I'm like 20 minutes in and we're introducing the characters. Jeez, finally had my fill. No, because at the 47 minute mark, you meet uh, Mr. Wesley or Mr. Mr. Weasley. Uh, oh, Steve Buscemi's Steve Buscemi's character. character. Oh my god, I forgot about him. <laughs> which, which is, I, it's, it's okay, I guess. Like, if if a character is going to be introduced late in the game, fine, whatever. But it's because there's so many characters at this point, and everybody's got an arc. And then you introduce this bad guy into the mix, and then Rico ends up being a bad guy, and it's, it's just so much stuff is thrown at the wall. Jeff, there's this movie starts three times. <laughs> Oh okay. yes, because I was just gonna say I'm not gonna lie. As much as as much as much crap as I have been giving and will be giving of this film the entire time, it <laughs> began in a way where I went, oh, okay. It's kind of like the old school, like the 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 early Disney films where it wasn't characters singing, but they had chorus mm-hmm. that were singing. Right. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. This kind of feel, and then I'm like watching the animation. I'm like, oh, it kind of feels like an old school Looney Tunes cartoon. That's kind of the direction. Yep. A little like Chuck, uh, Chuck Jones, like that ass, right? Chuck Jones. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Right, okay, yeah. I, I was in my head, I'm like, Chuck Avery? That's not right. Uh, <laughs> Tex Avery. No. Tex Chuck Avery. Jones. Although, Chuck Tex Jones. Avery, they, oh my God, if they had just leaned into Tex Avery. Oh, okay, continue. So, yes, <laughs> but, they, like, they, um, <laughs> it starts in the way, and I'm like, oh, okay, they went kind of old school. Okay, I can dig this. And I mm-hmm. legitimately was okay and on board with this movie for the first, like, th- three minutes. Yeah. And then yeah, the totally. movie started again. And I'm like, oh, okay. They introduced oh. Maggie. She's like, hi, oh. I'm a prize cow. My my owner's losing his farm. Okay. Uh, okay, so this is oh, what the okay. movie's about. Yeah, no, no, all we, right. let's start over again. Okay, now we're introducing the the farm that's under the uh, heavens, um, pl- place, uh, piece of heaven, right? Piece of heaven, yep, yep. Yeah. Well, okay, starting over. We're introducing that. Okay, now we're going to reintroduce Maggie, the main character. Because the first time we meet her, she's this prize cow. She's this. Right. She's a little bit of a diva, right? She's she's right. got her stable, and she's confused why she's losing the farm. That's fine. That would have worked for a main character. But then they reintroduce her with completely out of place rock music, like yeah, alarmingly so. Uh, and they introduce her again, and now she's a she's a she's a redneck cow. Like she's a trailer trash cow. Like who is the one in the? What is the? And then this thing over here. <laughs> Well, and like I was waiting for them to like bring back the 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 her former farm. Like I thought she yeah. was gonna save all the bulls or the cows from it. Like and, later and in what, the film. And, uh. What does her being a prize cow have to do with anything at all in this movie? It's like right? nothing. There's nothing that she gets out of it. There's no yeah. no value Could, of her being a prize cow. Couldn't uh, Maggie and Mrs. Calloway already be at odds on the farm? Couldn't they? Couldn't we have just started on Piece of Heaven and you have these two rivals? You stay on your side of the field, I stay on my side of the field. Like they're already at loggerheads, and and having that established without bringing her into because look, they introduce her onto this farm, and within five minutes she's like, "We need to save our farm." Yeah. Like, what stakes does she have in the matter? She hasn't been here long enough to care. We're so <laughs> mad. We're so mad at this movie. <laughs> I will say, however, uh, the little piggies in the beginning, when they yell, kill the goat, I kill did goat. laugh. Yes, I laughed at that, and that was the last time I laughed the entire movie. <laughs> there, there's there's one other moment that I actually genuinely like in this film, but we'll we'll get we'll get to that. So uh, since we kind of, since I brought up the since we were kind of talking about the opening, we were talking about the mm-hmm. fact that it's a musical that, that it started off as a musical, and yes. I'm like, good, awesome. It's kind of okay. They went back to the old school style of musical. I'm okay. I would have preferred mm-hmm. it to be a you know 
like golden era, like Aladdin, Little Mermaid type musical, but fine, whatever. I don't care. I'll, I'll take this because at least this is better than nothing and Phil right. or Phil Collins. So, <laughs> so I'm I'm like okay okay fine, and then nobody sings and no one sings and no one sings, and I'm like okay so it's not a musical that was just the opening number. Uh, red hair, they, and, they tricked you. Well, and then there's a villain song. Yes, which it's the return of the villain song. I I should have thought of this before. I, when I because I wrote villain song and I put an yep. exclamation point. When's the last time we had a villain song? Not Tarzan. Oh man, was before Tarzan. It wasn't uh, uh, okay. So okay, <laughs> research time, everybody. If you're Lion following King. along at home and you're shouting like, at us, Hercules, please. Hercules, uh, Hercules had Hercules yeah, would have been like Hellfire would have been the villain song, right? Because there wasn't one in Mulan, and Tarzan didn't the the bad guy in Tarzan didn't sing. So didn't yeah, sing. yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's been a while since we've had a villain song. So I was happy to see it return. I actually remembered this one. Uh, I had a, a a little recollection of oh yeah, it's the yodeling song, and the fact that his his uh, alias is Yancey. Odell, <laughs> like, okay, Jeez. that's that's okay. I, I'm all right with it. like, but anyway, so the villain song happens. Jeff, how'd you feel? The, I I was like, where? Well, I'm sorry, what? What? Where, where is this coming from? I thought this Back wasn't singing the again. They're singing because I'm sorry, Jennifer Tilly singing badly. While oh. a is not funny, Disney. So too long. Stop. Too many. Too long. <laughs> too too long. Too many times. That doesn't count as a character singing in the movie. That's yeah. not a, that's not doesn't count as a character song. So why is there a villain song when mm-hmm. I mean yes, I get it. The villain's main thing is he yodels. Okay, mm-hmm. if you're going to have a character in a movie where his main his main power is the fact he can yodel and he can sing and that entrances cows or bulls or animals of any kind, mm-hmm. then make the movie a musical at that point. Work yeah. it in Ugh. so it feels more natural in the world we're in. I'm so sad when the credits start rolling on this, and it was original music and lyrics by Alan Menken, and I just yep. my heart broke. I'm like, Menken, you are better than this. And Come my, on. My <laughs> final <laughs> note I took on this movie was him doing the score in the original music was the only saving grace for this film. <laughs> I, I don't even still, know. That's it, not is... enough to save the movie or make it even good. Um, oh, and you know, there's another thing. Since we're talking about how this movie is actually about 12 other types of studios films, uh-huh. the sad Pixar depressing song yes. in the middle of the film. Yes. Yeah. I Literally, as you said the word sad, I knew exactly where we were going with this. Yes. The the sad when she loved me moment. Completely out of place. For oh, crying yeah. out loud. This happens 42 minutes into the film. There has been, which a movie which has been nothing but this ridiculous, like, fast-paced, weird characters, poop jokes and adult jokes and idiotic, like, crap. And then all of a sudden, I mean, I, at this point, I, I don't care about any character in this movie. <laughs> no, you don't. And you're giving me a this sad... There's too many like, of them. The, yeah, you're giving me the song that in the movie I should be going, I should be, like, emotionally distraught mm-hmm. from the characters. I don't care. I'm like, this the, is just a sad song for three yeah, minutes. The, you're killing the, time. The lyrics, the lyrics might as well have been something like, uh, you should be sad now. Yeah. Feel really bad. <laughs> Instead, it's it just it feels like this movie was like a was like a like I'm trying to think of like the best term for it. Like it it, it feels like it was an assembly of things like a mood board. That's kind of what I'm thinking about. <laughs> I, feel yeah. like, I feel like the the creators went. 
this is the type of movie, uh, this is what we need to do in these spots. And they just took like three minutes from a Looney Tunes cartoon, then they went into, they took a bunch of clips from from Shrek and DreamWorks movies, and then they went, well, we need the sad song, we need the villain song here, we need Steve Buscemi showing up as another slimy, (laughs) creepy character at the end. Boom. What was that? Uh, what was that? Uh, that 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 production meeting, like or that like development meeting, like oh, well, what? Throw out some ideas, everyone. What do we want? Okay, so, Je- Je- Jeff, you said sad song. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Oh, Steve Buscemi should show up. I heard someone say that. That's good. <laughs> oh, I, I, you know, I like the Looney Tunes. We should do that. Like that's a good idea. Uh, and and we, we uh, need our eighties washed up actor to be yeah, a character. Of this. That'd be great. You know, these yep, are all okay. good ideas. These are all good ideas. Let's use them all. Who's with me? Yeah. That's good. Who's okay, on? let's get let's get making on this movie. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're sure he'll wrap it together. He'll make yeah, it work. Yeah, nice. so let's make. Uh, it's. Oh. <laughs> um, uh, oh, this. It's. The, okay, we're we're really being hard on this movie. <laughs> I don't care. I'm and gonna be hard on this. This movie's ranked fine. ten TZ. <laughs> this here's the thing. It's that there is. We keep talking about the tonal inconsistency. Here are the two. Yep hear the two clashing tones here and they needed to go with one or the other here here is here's what i feel like this may have been pitched as okay if you think of the fact that it's it's farm country it's oh by the way our our first of two uh farm 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 animals movies (laughs) Um, so it's 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 farm country it's during the dust bowl great depression and uh it's it's uh, it's dramatic, right? And people are losing their land, and that's 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 poignant and it's real, right? Yep. Okay, that's that's like Fox and the Hound, right? When we're looking at oh, a okay. reality of society at the time this movie came out, cool. All right, on the other side, man, Emperor's New Groove is funny. You got that Looney Tunes <laughs> comedy, and it's fast and it's jerky, and like the the cartoons look like cartoons. Those two things combined do not work, and right. that's. That to me is what I'm absorbing this film. I'm like, it's the it's, it thinks it's the drama and the depth of Fox and the Hound, and it also thinks it's the comedy of Emperor's New Groove, and it's just, <laughs> it just it makes this bad, horrible child of just nothing, and it yeah. cra- I, I can. Uh, Mm. <laughs> He's so mad. <laughs> so- I am so mad at this movie. I mean, I am so very grateful and glad that I watched it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really am, but. I will never, ever watch this movie again. I don't care. I, I really don't care. I don't yeah. get it. I, 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 Pearl, can we just, I just need to say this. Pearl, terrible farm owner. I don't know how that woman <laughs> managed to get her farm as long as she could because she's, yeah. she's running out of money. You have a farm full of animals that you could raise for meat and sell mm-hmm. at the local store. You don't have to worry about money. I understand there's one thing like some farm owners don't want to just raise cattle to butcher them or raise mm-hmm. animals just to butcher them. They want to let them live a happy life. But when you start running out of money and the threat that your farm is going to be taken away, you You've, need to rethink your life for yeah, a little you, bit. <laughs> you take one of them cows, you walk off towards town, you run into an old beggar person who's got three magic beans and you sell that cow. You sell them. Because what Pearl needs to do, she needs to go up to the giant and get that golden harp. Okay, it's, the geese that lay, and that's all she needs. That's what she needed to do. You know, maybe, maybe, maybe all of these ideas would have worked in a short, and and stylistically, okay. yep. stylistically, narratively, this feels like a package film short. Yes, this feels like you know, not not one of the package films that has a dozen shorts, right? Like a couple of the package movies. 
have a bunch in there, right? But mm-hmm. then you have mm-hmm. like Fun and Fancy Free, which only has Mickey and the Giant and Bongo with two little interludes in between. Right. This may have worked more because it, it, it feels like an incomplete film during a war, right? <laughs> like who? It feels right. like the kind of trouble that Ichabod and Mr. Toad had, or uh, um, yeah, like that movie being like nearly complete. So just work with what you got, right? I'm like yeah, like like it, this movie feels like it. And in, in the same vein, you could argue that it feels like it was it. Yeah, it would be better as like maybe a 35, 40 minute long film. Mm-hmm. Max, and mm-hmm. they really only had enough decent content for that, and they had to pad it. Or mm-hmm. it's a combination of two short pro- films that they just connected together mm-hmm. to form this. Because really, the whole cows deciding to save their farm could have been a plot in its own right. right. But then also, like, uh, Cuba Gooding Jr.'s horse character. Mm-hmm. And Rico and all that, that feels like that could have been its own short. Yep. Yeah. You know? I, it, it's it, it all comes down to this, Jeff. This movie is as soulless as the eyes of all the main characters. Yeah. <laughs> and I say that because they all have black beady eyes. But typically <laughs> when you have black beady eyes, they're small, right? That's, but the, yeah. they have the big Disney eyes on them, but they're just black dots. That's like in fact it's it, it didn't even dawn on me that that was an artistic choice until the buffalo shows up. I don't know if you, you remember the buffalo that's guarding Alan yeah. Slim's entry. Yeah. Uh, which there is a good joke in there where he's like, where Cuba Gooding Jr.'s horse is like, what about the rabbit? He's clearly with the cows. Like, that's funny. <laughs> but it didn't dawn on me that stylistically they had made beady eyes for everyone until that buffalo shows up because he had he had an iris. Like, he had color in his eyes. Oh, Yeah. And that, I, as soon as I saw that, I was like, that seems out of place. Why? Oh, none of the other characters have colors in their eyes. And they're all just black voids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just, yeah, man, I, 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 I always try very hard to see these films as the best I can to mm-hmm. see them, you know, for, for what they, what they attempted to bring to the table or the right. time frame that they were living, you know, that they were made in. Cause obviously, you know, definitely going back to the ones that were made during the war when they just didn't have all the animators and Hey, this is the best we can do. Everybody. You kind of just, you kind of just, you deal, you, you, you accept them. Mm-hmm. This movie just, I, I, I I have never felt more confident that your pitch meeting idea was exactly how it happened. (laughs) And then they just said, here you guys go. Here's your script. Make something. We don't care. We're over here working on CG things. Just, yeah, just keep quiet. Just, yeah, just like this is like a, this was like a busy project just to give the remaining crew something to do while they moved away from it, from, from traditional animation. Yeah. I, I, uh, yeah. I, I certainly don't sit down to watch a movie to hate it. Like there are no. movies, I, there are movies that I hate watch because I know I hate them, but I want to watch them anyway. <laughs> right, right. Like, well, yeah, those fine. Are, I'll watch Batman versus Superman again. <laughs> <laughs> this movie's so terrible. Why am I still watching it? <laughs> All right, I'll watch episode one and two again. <laughs> <laughs> it's always good to have movies that you just. You you hate you you hate but you love to watch because you hate them so much. Yeah, it's fine. This is it's just fine. <laughs> it's fine to do that. This movie is not one of them. It's this not movie one of those. is just no, it's... it it hurts because I'm like you you weren't even you it... weren't trying but not mm-hmm. even in a good way not trying. You were just 
This is I, just well, stupid. <laughs> well, one of the one of the problems I think both of us are facing, and anyone who's been joining us through this this library of films, is that we are watching these in succession. We're watching them a week at a time. We don't have a lot of time away from the ones that came before. Mm-hmm. So so to watch them so compacted, it's we're going to be harder on them because it's so much easier to compare to the movies we have just seen. Right. And to know the quality that Disney has offered over the course of 40-plus films, to see them devolve to this is is just super disappointing. Because all the elements are here to try to hit hit that magic again. And if not hit magic, then at least hit fine. <laughs> Which, you know, not to go right. back to last week with us being like, <laughs> it's fine, it's fine. It's fine. But, like, all, all the elements are here. But it, it feels, like we keep saying, it feels more like a movie made by committee and less by a, mo- a movie made with any sort of passion or, or love to it. And that's... Yeah. Is that Judy Dench doing the voice of Miss Calloway? Yes, it is. What a, what a waste of, a, of a national, an international treasure, right? Yep, yep. <laughs> and, I just, but so, and sometimes I think of that. Sometimes I see these actors in these films going, why did you, why did you do this? Why? Yeah. You, you are so much better than this movie Go away, run away, run, scream, run away, and, don't don't come back. And there's there's that bit of chemistry that could have worked if there had been a little more tender love and care put into this movie because to put Judy Dench next to Roseanne Barr, there is something there. There is potential for a story to be told. Right. I, you know, it's it's by taking someone who's so classy and putting putting her next to someone so classless. <laughs> That's that's a pretty tried and true comedic formula that we've seen time and time again over the history of of cinematic and television comedy, and they just didn't capitalize on anything that they had. They just were trying to compete with everyone around them. Yep. Uh, and, and like the voice acting itself, it's not terrible. They just didn't have the right material to work with. I even I even in, quite enjoy Cuba Gooding Jr.'s performance as was it Bill the Horse or whatever. Uh, I sometimes forget it was him. Yeah, I didn't even know it was him till the credits rolled. However, yeah, I kept I kept they, hearing um, other actors every yeah. time he opened his. I actually thought it was Chris Rock for a little while. Yeah, well, it does have a lot of reminiscence of the Madagascar series with those with those with the zebra characters. Yes. So you're not wrong to to go there. <laughs> well, to 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 the fact that like Patrick Warburton, the whole movie I'm watching here, going man. Rico should have been Patrick Warburton, voiced by Patrick Warburton, or maybe yep. even Bill the Horse. But I feel like they they had an opportunity here to, and then he shows up as the other horse, and I literally was like, oh, oh yeah, <laughs> what a waste! Because as my, soon as my... it, as soon as the his voice came out of that horse, I smiled. I was like, hey, all right, I like this. Like it's <laughs> it's what sixty seconds, if that, of Patrick oh, Warburton, yeah. and that's like the one portion of the movie where I'm like, oh yeah, like. That's a good book. Rico actually, to me, and and I know it's it's just a design and has nothing to do with anything, but it's like Rico actually kind of looks like an ancestor of Kronk. Oh, certainly, yeah. That that's my my note was that Rico should have been voiced by Patrick Warburton. And just just thinking of like, yeah, I'll catch him. Yeah, like that's <laughs> the that right character slug. for him. Like I completely would have bought it being voiced by that and having, yeah. you know, they, they kind of went a little more of the like Clint Eastwood esque mm-hmm. voice oh, sure, sure. for that character. Yeah. 
but, but, it, but it could it, have easily been Patrick Warburton underneath yeah. that. I would have been completely okay with that. He would have sold the, that really dumb finale twist that he'd been a bad guy the whole time much better because it would have been like, especially if they would have leaned into the the Emperor's New Groove style of, of Chuck Jones, Tex Avery comedy, Looney Tunes mm-hmm. comedy of like, you're a bad guy. Yeah, I am. <laughs> like his <laughs> his deadpan delivery, like deal with it. Like that would have been like, aha, I'm okay that this is out of the blue because he just <laughs> sold that line to me, right? Exactly, exactly. It's really not fair for us to continue to sit here and go, it should have been this, it should have been this because we got what we got. And the okay, I had mentioned earlier there was a section that I thought they did well, and it's mm-hmm. because every everything worked in the minecart chase scene for me. Because it was a straight up Looney Tunes farce of past past the item, right? You know, like right. I'm running over here, I got over here, zoom, I snatched it out of your hand, and I'm going over here, and I flew over your head, bang, hit a thing, oh, I caught it, boom. Like it's it's that that whole sequence works. It's 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 well executed. It's very cleverly done. Maybe not the CG roller coaster moments, but in terms of the, yes. the, the pacing <laughs> and the style of of that sequence, boy, do you, do you think? Going back to that boardroom, guys, guys, if we have a roller coaster sequence in this new ride at Disneyland, anyone? Yeah, yeah, oh, give that man a raise. (laughs) Every time, I'm not gonna lie, every time I see stuff like that in these in 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 the Disney movies and any movie at all, kind of this generally, it's the Disney ones, Mm -hmm. but like seeing a scene where it's the point of view of the minecart, I'm sitting there going, you know, somebody thought if this movie is successful, we can have a ride. You know, (laughs) they they did the magic carpet thing for Aladdin. I remember that being a virtual reality ride you could take or like a, like a, like a flight simulator ride you could do in Disneyland. Guys, guys, the success uh, of the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise, that uh, Curse of the Black Pearl, you know, with that Johnny Depp, Jack Sparrow fella, we have been able to rebrand Tom Sawyer Island to be Pirate's Cove, giving us a second attraction tied to our franchise. Money, money, money. We could <laughs> we could take Magic Mountain or uh, uh, what's I think it's Magic Mountain. We'll just redub it home home on the range mountain something, huh? Minecart, yeah. <laughs> And, and and you know that they they seriously considered it. I'm sure that there was like, okay, we'll see how this movie goes, and we'll see what you know, we'll see what happens on here. And we got a we hit on our hands here. No, yeah. You don't. <laughs> oh, no, you don't. Just stop. And then they quietly just put those plans back in a filing cabinet and shut the door and walked out of that room, never to talk of them again. <laughs> oh boy, oh boy, oh boy <sighs> Jeff, 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 Jeff. Honestly, TZ, I don't have anything Much else. More to say. I have nothing else. I well, just, uh, I gotta cut. Go it, okay, yeah, go ahead. No, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't want to no, ramble anymore. No, I, you. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I, I have, I have made my peace that this is not a movie. This was an experiment that Disney did <laughs> to see if it people was a, would actually watch it. It was a test of your patience. That's to be sure. If you ever yep. met this movie in an alley. I would be worried about this about this movie's uh, well. I'd be worried about the alley too, actually. For that matter, I'm pretty sure I'd go like full blown Superman on that stuff and just <laughs> obliterate the alley to make sure that the movie was absolutely gone. <laughs> you can't have a renaissance without death, and we are watching the death. This is it of Disney animation here, and that's that's 
Okay, I'm going to the Facebook page because we did get some comments. If you okay, are listening <laughs> and you'd love to comment on an episode, uh, certainly after this is aired, we'd love to hear feedback about our response to the films we've 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 reviewed, uh, anything we might have missed. Uh, we love interacting with you guys over at Facebook.com slash Top Shelf Pod. You're cracking up over there. I can't but, help but think there's like one person out here who went, someone's <laughs> talking about Home on the Range. I love this movie. I love this movie. They well, we just did. listened to 40 minutes of us tearing it apart, and they are yeah. planning our deaths, TC. <laughs> I, I know that that's a, that is one of your fears because, like, we got a new listener for on Treasure Planet, and you said uh, that you know one of your fears is that someone will will jump on with that attitude, like they're talking about a movie I love. Those <laughs> monsters. <laughs> So oh. over at Facebook, uh, we do post before we record every typically every Monday. So you can, uh, if you see the episode we're about to talk about, you can throw some questions at us. You can throw some comments. I only have a couple questions, which I end up getting from Twitter at TC's Big Head. Jeff is at Random Bell. But first, let's hit up the Facebook page. Thomas, thank you for listening. Thomas, you're you're one of our most devoted fans. Thomas says, I know that subjectively Disney has made more depressing movies. But I think it's a fact that this is. A, I think it's a fact that this is a objectively, uh, sorry, objectively their most depressing film ever. Now, Thomas, if you're talking about the whole Dust Bowl losing your land angle, I can, I can, I did, I did relate this to Fox and the Hound, so I'm gonna give you it there. If you're more from Jeff's state of mind, yeah, this is a depressing movie. Yeah, Jeff, it's a very depressing you, movie <laughs> because it's such a terrible film, and it made me sad. I want my hour and seventeen minutes back. TC, yeah. <laughs> okay, let me just say this real quick. I yeah. always watch the movie all the way through to the end credits. Yes, I don't care always. what movie it is. I always watch all the way to the end credits. Mm-hmm. I stop the credits halfway through. I, went, I, actually, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care if there's anything at the end of this. I'm done. Done. And I just turned it off. I was yeah. like, I'm done. I'm sorry, guys. I don't care. I, I fast forward just to make sure there was nothing at the end. Um, and there there wasn't anything at the end except the Disney logo comes up and there's a bunch of cowboy noises. Like a... Like... And I was like, yeah, and so that was that. But something I did notice in fast forwarding was that they had put a pop song in the credits and not a song that's anywhere in the film. And uh, Candace, always wandering in while I'm watching the movies, asked, was that was that song in the movie? I said, no, but did remind me of something. I, I don't know when it happened. The first time I can remember noticing this was. Matrix Reloaded, which was early 2000s, about this era, about this, about around this time, mm-hmm. that movies started putting in a bunch of songs during the credits that is that are nowhere in the movie. So then they can release an album, the soundtrack of songs from and inspired by this movie title. Oh, and uh, yes. we we had seen uh, uh, songs in the past, like on uh, Emperor's New Groove, you have My Funny Friend by Sting, which is essentially an apology to him that, yes, we'll put this song in the credits. <laughs> and we have seen the first pop remix of a song. I can't remember. It was Mulan. We had, okay, no, no, yep. no. Mulan was, uh, wasn't a, was a random song with, with 98 Degrees and Stevie Wonder. So that wasn't in, in the movie. But we are in this weird, just from cinema, not just Disney in general, of sticking songs in the credits that have that weren't in the movie that are just there to be commercial tie-ins and i find that annoying i find that like 
annoying when I when I see a movie that's just cramming in a bunch of songs at the end of the end of the movie to be like buy our right. buy our soundtrack. <laughs> Right, and, and a lot of times, like, the, those, a lot of those songs don't have any connection to the film. They're not mm-hmm. even, like, remotely themed the, to, to match the movie, which, which I would get it if it's, at, if it's at least like, oh, okay, so the theme of that song is about this, and that was the main plot of the film. Sure, or, sure, sure. You know, like, like, true to I your heart that. from Mulan. Yeah, but, but so many times those soundtracks are just like, this is just a, a random song. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like you just wanted to have this song on your album. Okay, so it's it's yeah. So the so anyway, long story long. There's nothing at the end of the credits in this movie, so don't bother sitting through it unless you really want to hear that pop song. (laughs) And we we had this problem with Brother Bear where the songs were just bad. The pop songs that are in this movie, there's a a Tim McGraw song, a Katie Lang, and there's one other. I think it's the one during the credits that are just dull, like not great songs. Uh, anyway, uh, Wyatt, thank you for listening, Wyatt. Another one of our devoted our, our devoted fans, devoted listeners, has said, uh, I remember watching this film when I was six years old, and even then I found it to be rubbish. Rubbish, I say! <laughs> my brain... Wyatt, you have... You have- cleaned up every thought I had in my movie in my head about this movie by just generically <laughs> calling it rubbish. Thank you, sir. Rubbish. <laughs> uh, he goes on to say, my brain cannot understand how it's in just four years, Disney went from a clever array, array of Warner Brothers. Has it been four years since Emperor's New Groove? Yep. Oh, my God. Em- okay, Warner Brothers type humor to fart jokes and <sighs> Roseanne Barr as a cow. Yeah. While it is slightly ever so slightly more tolerable than the next film in the library. TBD on that there, pal. Uh, uh, Home on the Range is practically <laughs> an utter failure. Ha, ha, ha. Ah. Remember that little gem from the hashtag patching fil- package films, fun and fancy free. Yes, Wyatt, I think you you will find much of an agreement in everything we've said here. <laughs> Guys, I feel like we are just milking these puns to death. Oh, uh, I feel- <laughs> oh Jeff. <laughs> How dare you, I mean, sir? I know, I, I know, I have a beef with this film, but the rest of you can just say it's. <laughs> and at the end of the day, this movie was just bull. So oh. this. Uh... <laughs> oh, you know what? I mean, you know what's I really sad? What? Huh? What? I was just gonna say what's re- what's what's really sad is the fact that there's been more jokes in the last 45 minutes of this podcast than this entire <laughs> film did. No pun there. Oh. Just. True fact, everybody. <laughs> I, I had to walk away from the mic for that that section right there. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, so it's actually only been three and a half years since the Emperor's New Groove. Unbelievable. Not and even the, four. The, Not even four. It came out at the end of Dece- end of two thousand, December of two thousand, and this one was April of two thousand four. Three and a half years is all that separates this from Emperor's New, Emperor's New Groove. This well, this is the antithesis of our Emperor's New Groove episode because we spent an hour just laughing and regurgitating every moment we loved in Emperor's New Groove. So this this works, buddy. This is good. This totally works. This is this is the other side of the pendulum swing. Now yeah. we're ho- you know hopefully going to start swinging back another direction. When we'll hit that other side, if we ever will before the yeah. end of this podcast, we'll have to see. Uh, all right. Well, Natasha says, uh, and Natasha, thank you for listening. This came out when I was 13, and I remember loving it. Watching it now, eh. I think the nostalgia made it bearable. <laughs> I, yeah, I that yeah. that's interesting to me that that there was someone out there, uh, that, Natasha. You remembered loving it. That's that's very strong words for a film that is what it is, and maybe that goes to how cynical 
and that were being Jeff that it maybe there is a, an audience for this movie and I think there might be um, any any child who is sitting down in front of trolls and sing and right. Madagascar you know the bad animated movies the bad <laughs> <laughs> if you're sitting so anything those made mother- by Big Sky and DreamWorks <laughs> That's not fair. Natasha did say she was 13 when she loved this movie, so I'm yeah. sorry. I don't, I don't, well, I'm being a jerk about it. And, you know, honestly, okay, so as much crap as we've given it, yeah, there is probably an audience for this film. And really, it is something that you could just I'm – not, I'm not saying a little kid. I feel like maybe, maybe like like early teens, like maybe 10, 11-ish mm-hmm. boys yeah. – Maybe some girl. Maybe. I don't know, but Boys. I just I I don't know who. Yeah, because that's the thing. It's about it's about a bunch of female cows. Well, mm-hmm. I guess cows are female. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> I digress. But it's about a bunch of it's about a bunch of, uh, of of cows trying to get back to their farm with a crazy horse. It's too much. It's too much. Guy. I don't like. There's not a there's no target audience for this. I don't know yeah. who you who you market this film to. You know, if we look at the the history of Disney, we've we've kind of. I pointed to this before that oftentimes they sort of lean towards the feet, like the little girl audience. And then they lean towards the boy audience. And I think we just saw that they didn't do it well, but home on the range is certainly a female driven film. uh, And it's voice and it's a bunch of female main characters, which is fine. You know, no complaints there. Brother bear has one female character in the entire movie. And that, did, that someone tweeted at me about that uh, after our episode last week, and I was like, oh, man, that didn't even dawn on me that that movie is – I mean, it's got brother in the title, so <laughs> that, <True>. is a, <laughs> that is a boy's movie because there's only the old grandma mentor uh, – you know, shaman woman as the oh, only yeah. female character in the movie, uh, at least as the main uh, – from the main cast, right? It's just right. a boy's film. <laughs> so – Maybe there's some reevaluation there I need to do on Brother Bear, but but that oh. I, I, now now I've digressed. <laughs> uh, a new commenter here, Bill Russell. I don't recognize the the name, so Bill, thank you for listening to the cast and and jumping in over here on the on the comments section. If you've commented before, I apologize for forgetting. Uh, but Bill says, I really have to force myself to sit through that one. Just doesn't feel inspired at all. Amen, Bill. <laughs> Amen. Amen on that. Definitely. Yeah. You're not in any short of company when it comes with, with that opinion. <laughs> trust me. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, over on, uh, let's see. We got uh, Joe Compton, uh, great uh, kimono Joe, as he's known, <laughs> in, at least in my world. Uh, I have never heard anything good about Home on the Range other than it's better than Barnyard. I do oh, not man. know what Barnyard is, but I recognize the imagery. I can I. Oh man! And you know what this is? It's funny because you see something like DreamWorks doing Shark Tale to try to outdo Finding Nemo, and uh, yeah. Home on the Range is like it's a Disney movie. So someone clearly thought Disney's doing a cow movie. Let's do a cow movie. And it, just looking at the the trailer here, I have the sound off. It looks like one of those ninety nine cent store knockoff movies. <laughs> TC. Yeah, I have actually seen Barnyard. Oh Jeff, no. <laughs> Did I you get nieces. that 90 minutes back? <laughs> <laughs> I have nieces. There was also a television show. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> yes. There, oh, I, I don't no. think it lasted a lot of episodes, you know, but there is a TV show for Barnyard. I think well, it's like Back to the Barnyard or something like that. How do I have you nieces. Like that? 
they they yeah back at the barnyard was the tv series uh yeah i've 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 definitely <laughs> seen some of that barnyard um well uh, I, I i don't want to talk about it anymore uh, okay please. <laughs> good well let's uh, let's move on we do have a, a comment from uh, ashley who says the villain song is going to be the strangest one you will ever hear trust me <laughs> yeah I yeah we didn't really talk about we did delve into the yodeling song but that that song just on its own, knowing that Alan Menken wrote it, there is a there is a cleverness to that that song's idea. Like essentially, mm-hmm. I'm I'm happy to see the return of the villain song. You know, that's it. It touches it touches back to some great uh, memories I have of Disney as a library. But to to crowbar it into this film does not make it a saving grace. <laughs> um, <laughs> it does get stuck in the head a little bit with a right, and and that's the thing. The villain song is. Kind of well done. Like, yeah, I, I won't yeah. give a lot of crap about it. It just, it's not, it doesn't fit <laughs> into bit, this movie. <laughs> yeah, a little little pink elephants on parade in the, uh, oh, the yes. animation style. <laughs> I think it was yes. uh, Thomas. Thomas also commented about having uh, a poster with different colored elephant, uh, sorry, elephants, different colored cows in his childhood home. So he <laughs> he feels that poster was an inspiration for, <laughs> for that sequence. Uh Let's see, and then Aaron oh. Williams, uh, Aaron, um, Aaron. All, ca- all caps, uh, says, I mean, his name is all caps, okay. Uh, still in that section of movies where I was too old to care and before having kids. During the second renaissance, I'll have all kinds of stories. <laughs> Thank you for listening, Aaron. Thank you for commenting. Yes. <laughs> uh, oh, and and here's, my, here's a comment I was saving to wrap up here. This is from a different Aaron, Aaron Gunderson. And Jeff, I I don't know how to feel about this comment because okay. of everything we've said and felt. I feel like this is sarcasm, but okay. there's there's an exclamation point, so I just don't know. And there's no like emoticon to to give me any sort of idea of what he says here. But he says, mm-hmm. "Great movie, animation was stunning." Uh... <laughs> TC, I think we need to quietly yeah. back out of the room because I think yeah. we found the person you know, that really liked yeah, this movie and hates every, us now. Everyone has a right to their opinion. It's fine. <laughs> it's you're, fine. You're, you're wrong, wrong, but it's fine. But it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, hey, it, that's the thing. This is this is definitely again. We, we've we've established this. We've hit this on in previous films. Mm-hmm. Every single one of these Disney movies is a movie that's that somebody loves. That somebody grew yep, up watching. I, again, I absolutely. I, as we said before, I absolutely hate the Jungle Book. I'll never watch that piece of crap again. I don't care. <laughs> You're insane, most, Jeff. Uh, exactly. I am I am always looked at weird when I tell people I hate the Jungle mm-hmm, Book mm-hmm. because every like so many people grew up watching it, so many so many people grew up loving it, and I'm just sitting here going, I don't I don't care. It's stupid. I don't understand why anybody likes it. And I'm I've I've reached an okay point with that. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't, I just I, just, I don't want to make anybody mad. <laughs> and I hope I didn't make anybody yeah, mad. This cat is stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Although bringing up Jungle Book goes to a tweet from Schulze here who says, "I'm sure there are fanboys who would be upset if Disney redid this in a live action shoot." Oh, who would you play? Who would play a role for that? Hashtag Beauty and the Beast. Hashtag Cinderella. Hashtag Jungle Book. Hashtag Lion King. Uh, Schulze, um, no, no. <laughs> Bad Schulze. Do not Correct put that out response. there in the universe. It's like you're asking for someone to do it. You get out of here. 
You get out Guys, of here. Guys, TC, we are, uh, we are approaching within another year of the 15th anniversary of this film coming oh, out. Maybe they'll make hey. a live-action live animal yeah. movie. Like I'm it'd be a, like Jungle Book? Is that what it would be? Like that? I'm, I don't I don't know I don't if you can that. hear. I don't know if you can hear, but I'm I'm rubbing my thumb against my pointer finger and my middle finger. <laughs> that's the that's the universal symbol for money. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's what I'm doing. You can't you can't I, see it, but just imagine it. I was I thought you were trying to start a fire and I was very <laughs> weirdly confused. I'm like, wait, what do you mean by that? Okay, never mind. Uh, oh man. Okay, okay. Uh. Wait, I, th- it kind of upsets me just how many comments we got for this episode. It really kind of annoys me because I love you guys. I love engaging with the listeners, but I really am disappointed that the, we have so many comments for this friggin' movie. But you know what? <laughs> You're helping us pad the episode out. So there's that. Yes. Yes, because honestly, guys, I would have been done after the first 15 minutes. So. Okay. Uh, so moving on. Um, okay. So this is. this. Uh, I want to say that one. Okay. So this is from. SWSJW. Star. What would that be? Is it? I'm looking at the picture. Star Wars. Star Wars Social Justice Warrior. Good at name. Well done. <laughs> Talking animals. Again. All the animals talk. Uh, uh, theory. The animals who have consciously maintained their animal nature don't talk. Okay. So like chicks? No, because like they're little babies. Little... Okay, I think oh, okay. okay. Uh, I think what Star Wars fan here is saying, or Star Wars Social Justice Warrior is saying here, We've had movies before where some animals talk and some animals don't. So the theory, okay, okay, all right. So the theory is that animals who maintain, who consciously maintain their true nature, such as the bear and fox and the hound, or um, I don't know, the eagle, uh, the hawk that's uh, in that's in Mulan, just other animals that don't talk while other animals do, are animals mm-hmm. who have consciously or unconsciously maintained their true animal nature while the animals who talk are the ones who have are willingly anthropomorphic maybe is that does that make sense yeah it it makes sense so they were so the ones that talk were the ones that are willing to give up their animal like their animalness yeah their trueness their true their true selves because the only animal that does not talk in this movie and it's and it might be because it's in the opening is the snake that bites the jackrabbit but we don't give a chance for that snake to talk, so maybe they would talk. Right. Otherwise, this is one of those consistent movies where every single animal speaks, except the baby chicks, <sighs> of course. Except for the baby chicks. But like you yeah. said, they could be babies, and they the just babies. don't know how to talk yeah. yet. Hmm. Interesting. They were theory. cute. <laughs> that's, yeah, they, oh, they were very cute. Um, but yeah, that's interesting. I'm going to have to think about that one. Thanks for the tweet, um, and thanks for listening. But uh, I'm going to think on that. Maybe the next time we run across animals who talk and some who don't, we can apply that theory and see if it holds. So. Okay, hmm. I'm okay with that. We'll see. Yeah. We'll keep that in the back of our mind uh, when we go on forward. Now, TC, where do you rank this movie? I'm oh. not doing the whole thing. Uh, where do you? <laughs> I got to get it out there. Yeah, where do you fine. rank the movie, TC, out it, of all the ones that we have watched so far you know, on this set? It's uh, much, much like I think last week when I said it would come as no surprise, <laughs> or maybe it was with yeah. Lilo and Stitch for how much I praise it. It'll come at absolutely no surprise where this movie lands on the movies we've watched so far this is at the bottom this is where where is this movie number five yep number five so this this is number five easily and i i went into it thinking that's what it was going to be but then i was like no no give it a chance uh and 
very, very quickly into this movie, <laughs> I said, no, this is, there's going to have to be one hell of a redemption for me to put this above Brother Bear. Not that I love Brother Bear, don't get me wrong, but. Right. Oh, man. See, and for and for me, like, I, like obviously, I had never seen this movie. I knew nothing of this movie, mm. literally nothing of what was going to happen, what was going on, and I just m- most of my notes are from the first twenty minutes of the film, and I just <laughs> the again the kill the goat thing from the little piggies was the one thing I I, I like laughed out loud at. Otherwise, I just kept going. <laughs> really, now we're doing this. Or now it's this joke. Now there's yeah, a group joke. Yeah. Oh, now there's a cross-dressing joke. Oh, now there's a fart joke. I'm like, really? This? I just I kept finding myself going. I can't believe they're doing this. Mm. Why they're doing? And I I was continuously surprised that they kept doing it. They kept. They kept it kept happening. <laughs> and and I like yeah. I knew about halfway, maybe two thirds of the way, because because again, you you had the benefit of seeing it once before, so you could easily make your decision. I was emotionally quicker. prepared. <laughs> yeah, me on the other hand, I'm like, well, maybe there's some redeeming qualities in this that I just mm-hmm. maybe it's maybe the maybe the last half is really good. Maybe that's maybe I'm not aware of that, and it gets really good all of a sudden. But no. Yeah. Not really. <laughs> so you're, you're making it your number five as well. Jeff, we have it's gone five, five for five on having the exact same list. This is crazy. It cannot this last. Is, it, it cannot, cannot last. last. Next it week. It cannot last. <laughs> next week, for sure. Next week, there's. it's finally, it's got to happen next week, I'm sure. I, and actually, <laughs> I kind of think it might happen next week. because. Mm-hmm. So now next week's movie, uh, since we'll just get right into that, next week's movie, we're watching number 46 on our list, mm-hmm. the 2005 CG, fully we've CG animated we've, film. Yeah. We've we've moved over everybody. Uh, the movie Chicken Little. Chicken Little. There now go. I have seen Chicken Little. Okay, I, I, I know. I, yeah, yeah I, I know the Bare Naked Lady song. One little slip from it. <laughs> I it, I really love that song actually. <laughs> well, we'll we'll definitely have a conversation about music next week as uh, when it uh-huh. comes to Chicken Little. Uh, I'm gonna check right now. It might be on Netflix. Think it might be. Oh man, I kind of hope it is because I. <laughs> if not, I can. Uh, you know, I can hook you up, man. <laughs> uh, it's been it's been tough. So we're, we've hit that patch of movies that uh, that that are not available on any kind of like streaming service. And yes, it is on Netflix. Oh, okay, cool. thank the maker. Thank the maker. Yeah, so it's on. It is currently streaming on Netflix for any of you out there Excellent. who have not yes. seen it. That'd, definitely that'd do watch it. Uh, yeah, there, you, know, you did. You did miss a, a quick couple of tropes. The goofy howler has made a return back into the, yes. the movie. Yeah. Um, yes. And now here, here's something I noticed that I don't. This isn't necessarily a trope or or a, a. This is a one of three of the same joke. Okay. Okay. When Mister Wesley shows up. Alameda Slim, and I noticed this without. I didn't Google this. I, this just struck me because I've I've loved the the subsequent jokes that come out of this. Mister Wesley shows up. Alameda Slim calls him Mister Weasley, and and uh, Steve Buscemi corrects him and says it's Wesley. So it's it's a Weasley Wesley m- confusion, right? Okay. Yep. Okay. And I, and as soon as he said that, I went, oh, that's that's really interesting. And, and it, maybe it's a pure coincidence, or maybe this is someone at Disney who's really clever because in Frozen. He is the Duke of Weselton. And they say, aren't you the Duke of Weselton? And he goes, that's Weselton. Right? <laughs> okay. And, and then in Zootopia, you have the character selling DVDs on the street whose name is Weselton. And 
uh, the fox says, you know, hey, uh, Nick, Nick Wilde says, yeah, this is my buddy uh, Weselton. It's Weaselton. So we got Wesley Weasel, Weaselton, Weselton, and Weselton, Weaselton. It happens three times. That's pretty magical. <laughs> what, what? Why is that the callback joke? I don't know. I do, and it might be pure coincidence that it's here on Home on the Range because it's because it's Alan Tudyk's voice in the other two occasions, and okay. this is Steve Buscemi. But it's it just hit me. I was like, that's cr- what? Candace, come in here. I noticed something. I noticed something trivial. Such is my life and existence. I've noticed something trivial. <laughs> Oh, wow. Well, I am looking forward to this <laughs> next batch yep, of yep, films yep. and so look, uh, look for the, po- the traditional live animation or traditional uh, hand-drawn animation and welcoming a, the CG in, yeah. I guess, for a new quote-unquote dawn of Disney films. Well, we shall see. Um, we shall it, see. It, I, am, I am, as I've mentioned many a times before, sad to see the 2D animation go. I will try not to let that affect my opinion of princess and the frog when we get to it um but it's uh, it's you know that is this is significant this is a very significant moment in this library of films and to go out on such a whimper after such amazing films that have come before it um yeah i'd say but i you know we're, we're moving into the cg movies i am looking forward to uh, look for the post on monday to see because because it's so readily available on netflix and nearly everyone has netflix yep Hit us up with some comments and questions for Chicken Little. Um, or, obviously, since you've just listened to this episode, comment on Facebook.com slash Top Shelf Pod. Tweet at Jeff at Random Bell, especially if you loved the movie. Let him uh, have it. I was going to say, <laughs> please send all hate mail to the following email address. <laughs> I don't care at yeah. gmail.com. <laughs> and, uh, and, of course, you can always hit me up at TC's Big Head. Oh, and I got yes. I got a... a Dig, 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 hi ho! Did toss in a tweet, tweet just at the last minute. He Twitter painted us because he's he's the one who originated this question. It is worth mentioning that with Alameda Slim, we do have a new entry into the Wizards duel. Oh man! Because he does have a power. So well observed. I didn't. It didn't even dawn on me that that was that was magic. But you're right. He wouldn't oh, survive man. very long. Yeah, no, that, I'm pretty sure he's yeah. the first to go. Uh. <laughs> oh, no, I mean, I put Rafiki on the list, so I think whatever. That's that's a story for another day. Jeff, this was fun. <laughs> this one was a blast, guys. I was tired coming into this episode. I've had a very long couple weeks, and I was like, man, I don't know about this episode. This was a blast to do. I feel yeah. a lot better. I got a lot off my chest. It's, I it's, don't have yeah. to watch this movie ever again, <laughs> and I can move forward knowing life can be better hopefully <laughs> all right well well that does it uh thank you everyone for listening jeff thanks for hanging out um, thanks tc for for joining me as per usual every yeah. single week for this mm-hmm. podcast and we're, the, we're we're closing in on that end on that end yeah, goal the, guys the, that this goal. oh yeah i was just about to do the the sign off and and you're you reminded me that we're we're nearing the final stretch here no there's still the there's still a lot of movies 11. left we have a lot of movies left. We have a lot of episodes left. We have a lot of, a lot of great movies to look forward to. A lot of bad when movies to look forward to. Somebody <laughs> love me. Oh, that's the everything you oh, do. That's that's, that's that's not a that's that's the wrong movie. With the eyes of the angel. <laughs> not that no. one either. <laughs> All right, this has been a podcast. We've been the people you've been listening to. This is a sign off. <laughs> Good. So I it's, sang us out last week. You can sing us out this week. Go I was ahead. gonna say. I feel like it's weird that I was the one that was singing us out for mm-hmm. a change. Yeah. But I, so, you know, you I know. know 
Just think of a montage of all the great movies we've seen being put to rest by Home on the Range. Sing us out with some Sarah McLaughlin. Go ahead, Jeff. Fire away. Fade us out. Fade us out, Jeff. When somebody loved me, animation was beautiful. It was. It was so beautiful. It used to be. I This has been a production of Ghost Hat Media, proud member of the Ghost Hat Network. Find them online at www.ghosthat.net. <laughs> I like the ending. <laughs>